You're listening to the I See You Girl podcast, equipping women to discover and grow in their God-given identity. There's a place for you at his table. Join me, Kelsey Tim, for authentic conversations that will point you to Jesus and ignite your passion to live for him. Welcome to day seven. And today we're wrapping up the seven day prayer challenge. And I'm so excited to be talking with my dear friend, Nancy Rich. She's a therapist. She's a coach. She's a mom. She's a wife. And she's just awesome. And uh, we're going to be talking today about how to develop a lifestyle of prayer, which Nancy lives this out and I'm inspired uh, by her. So welcome, Nancy. Thank you. Yeah. I'm also inspired by your walk with the Lord. So I feel like we sharpening each other in this area, which is fun. So thanks for having me. Absolutely. So let's just dive into this. Uh, What is developing or how has developing a lifestyle prayer look like for you? Yeah. So when I think about prayer, I think about starting out when I was nine or 10 years old and prayer journaling to God and taking what I learned from reading the Bible and what I learned from church and just starting to talk to him. And, you know, prayer journaling is something that I've used as a tool for prayer and both communicating to God, telling him how I feel and listening to him. And so for me, it was really just opening up like my communication lines to him. And, you know, as time developed, like I would say, in my twenties when I, you know, kind of went through a rough patch there, but I really began to understand the power of the Holy spirit in my life. And it felt a lot easier to pray when I was filled with the Holy, Holy spirit, you know, baptized with the Holy spirit. And it felt like it kind of gave me a boost in my prayer life. Um, and just using different tools to, to connect with God. So that's, I mean, I could go on and on about these different subjects, but I'll just kind of start there that, you know, it's just different times in my life. It's just been different types of tools, but one of the, I will say this too. One of the things that I love doing is really listening to his voice. You know, it talks about how his sheep hear his voice mm-hmm. and we know his voice, you know, his spirit lives inside of us. It's not like God's sitting on the throne and, you know, he's this outside voice. It's an internal voice that dwells inside of our spirit. And so really learning to tune into that deeper place inside of me that goes beyond my soul, beyond my flesh and say, okay, God, you know, developing that like discipline of learning to cut out all the other voices or fears that I have and saying, okay, I really want to tune into what you're saying and where you want to bring me today in scripture. So that for me just makes it like, I want to pray to him. Like it's not a duty anymore. It's like, I get to pray to God and he listens to me. He talks to me, which is just like, I mean, if you think about like the God who created the universe, he wants to speak to us individually. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty amazing thing. Yeah. He's so personal. And yeah, just the, just the thought that he would even want to have a conversation with us and Mm -hmm. he's not just barking orders. Like he truly cares about the things that we care about, which I don't think I'll ever understand his goodness with that. Right. Yes. Yeah. Cause you know, it's like, even in prayer, I can have something that's like weighing really heavy on me. And a lot of times when we go to God, 
Like we usually have like one or two burdens that that lay heavy on us, but most of the time, this is gonna make me cry, but he just he's like, Hey, I love you. I'm proud of you. You know, how are you? And I think that he's so much more relational than we realize. Like he just wants to connect with us heart to heart. And when we get to realize that, like when you actually have an accurate view of who God is, and I'm still working on that, like it, the, this lifestyle of prayer becomes, it becomes such a, an anchor for you and a blessing for you and like a refuge, a safe place. So, um, for anyone who's listening, like I would say, like, if you're having a really hard time with prayer, I would say, you know, ask yourself, like, how do I view God? Mm-hmm. And maybe what's kind of blocking me from viewing him as a good father mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever else. Yeah. I, in my journey, I definitely found out that I was believing a lot of lies about the Trinity. Jesus and I have always gotten along really good. He's always felt really safe to me, but Father God and Holy Spirit did not. And so I had to go on this journey of, okay, God, what lies am I believing about who you are? And Holy Spirit, what lies am I believing about you? And then you flip it back on yourself. And what lies am I believing about myself? Because if we don't trust God, we're not going to develop a lifestyle of prayer because that feels scary to go to somebody you don't trust. Right. Right. Exactly. You know, and it's interesting because it's like, you know, as a Christian, you can go to church, you can be listening to all the worship music and and checking all these boxes. But I think the most essential, and those are important, but I think the most essential part is like really developing that prayer life for that communication with God. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I think like different types of, you know, all types of prayer are super important. Um, praying for other people. And I think that all of that can come from a place like if I know him or I'm getting to know him better and better when I do pray for somebody else, like I can feel his heart for them, mm-hmm. you know, because I've been tuned into his heart for me. Mm-hmm. And it just makes it easier to, um, I, I think to like get more accurate messages for other people or to minister to other people from like a healthier place. So that's mm-hmm. something that I've, I've seen the fruit of my prayer life in ministering to other people because what it creates inside of me and Kelsey, you have this too, where it's like, there's like this like place inside of you. That's kind of like unshakable where it's like, you're confident in him, no matter what, mm-hmm. you know, like no matter what you're walking through, like, I mean, sure. You might doubt certain parts of your relationship with him, but it's like, you just know he's always there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when you have that confidence in the Lord, it's like contagious to other people. So it's kind of a cool byproduct that comes from the lifestyle of prayer. Right. I think the Christianese is you live from the overflow, right? Wherever right. you can't lead people where you've never gone mm-hmm. yourself in the secret place with Jesus or right. Father God or Trinity, however, whoever you connect with or however you want to say it. And so when we develop a lifestyle of prayer, it's literally being engaged with him all day long. And I'd love to hear just kind of your, your daily routine. And granted, this isn't thus said the Lord. I do this every single day, but for me, I try to wake up and just acknowledge good morning, Holy spirit. Good morning, father, God, good morning, Jesus, or I'm Mm -hmm. turning my adoration towards you right now. Like when I lay my head down in the morning, 
or get up and then at night. And then it's just, you know, when I'm on the radio in the morning, it's like, Holy Spirit, speak through me or it's the different breaks. It's okay. Lord, what's a verse? What's a testimony? What's a story from the Bible? And then I switch to my other job, which is insurance in the afternoon. And it's, it's the same thing. Lord, give me wisdom. Lord, bring me people that I can help serve. It's all those things. And so what does that look like for you, Nance, with your daily life? Cause you have, your kids are younger than mine and, Mm -hmm. um, and you work as well. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So, you know, it totally depends on the day with, you know, younger kids and work schedule, but, um, usually I try to wake up a little bit earlier. I'm not really religious about it. Honestly, my body just kind of naturally wakes up a little earlier, especially like as it's getting, like the days are getting longer and I will just kind of journal out. I would say just a few minutes, like just my gratitude, but then also like any and all, like not all, but some negative feelings that might be coming up because when in the morning, when we're waking up, like, it's kind of like our flesh and our, our mind isn't always in the best place. It's like, I mean, mine isn't okay. I don't want to speak for anyone else, but like, (laughs) I am just like not thinking the most godly thoughts at that time. So I just kind of like dust that layer off. And then I, I have been loving the passion translation. Like I have not been able to switch from that translation for a while. I do have my NIV that I love too. Um, my husband, he, you know, he loves a different version of the Bible. And so it's like, I find that the passion translation works for me. So I, you know, sometimes I'll just, I'll ask the Holy spirit, like, where do you want me to go today? Um, you know, and this week I've been from anywhere to, you know, revelations to proverbs to, um, the book of John or something, you know, usually like mm-hmm. a gospel or something like that. And I'll just spend a little bit of time reading and sometimes I'll have one verse highlighted to me and I'll write it down or I'll, um, you know, I'll just kind of read through it and I'll digest it really quickly. Or sometimes I'll digest the words slowly. And then I just kind of like, you know, I might have a devotional that I throw on there and then I just kind of wait and I, I wait on God and I just want to, I wait and ask him what he wants to speak to me today. And, and sometimes I'll pray more. If I have more on my mind, I'll pray more to him. Um, but it's just kind of like, I'm in a place of like reception to his voice and like to him imprinting me. Um, because of course I could have so many things I'd want to pray or do, but it's like, he, he knows. And I do think it's good to vocalize those things too. But like, sometimes it's like, we just, it's like, just listen, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then other times I'll do that at night. I mean, I it, like, I'm one of the, I, I, and hopefully this doesn't sound like I'm bragging or whatever, but it's like, I could, if I didn't like work or have a lot to do, like I could spend like two to three hours with the Mm -hmm. Lord every day. Like it very easily. Yeah. You're the same way. Like, it's like, once you start to like be in his presence, you just, it's, it's like, you have to have it. It's like sustenance for you. Mm -hmm. You crave being with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I think throughout the day, I mean, and, and, anyone who's listening to this, like, hear me out. Like there's, I mean, I, there's times where I'm totally not operating out of spirit, like where I have bad thoughts or or I'm not just like operating from the fruits of the spirit, but it's like, I always have that place to go back to, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and during the day, it could just be like, 
if for me, it's kind of, I usually feel it in my, not like super tangible in my body, but I'll just kind of turn my heart, like my inward being towards God and say, God, I recognize your presence is just here with me. Mm-hmm. So it's just even like the recognition that he's like with me throughout my day. And if I feel tired or if I feel overwhelmed, I ask for his grace. And so it's, it's usually for me, it's no, I don't say lengthy prayers. Like it's not, I could, if I needed to, or if I'm like praying for somebody, but when it comes to me and him, it's more just like a conversation, mm-hmm. you know, and all day long. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of, you know, more of what it, what it looks like throughout the day. And can I, can I keep going? Is that okay? Absolutely. Okay. Um, one of the things that shifted for me too, was when I really started getting into learning more about the Holy spirit, I started learning, learning about the song of songs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you first hear about the song of Solomon, I mean, I grew up Baptist, which is, was wonderful. I got a great foundation, but you thought, I thought it was just like scripture that talked about a relationship between a husband and wife, but it's, it's so much more than that, the symbolism. And it's like an allegory of Jesus and the bride of Christ. Mm-hmm. And when you look through it at that, through that lens, it can totally transform again, like the way that our relationship was supposed to always be mm-hmm. without the influence of the world, without the influence of distractions, the enemy coming in and, you know, it was supposed to be like it was in the garden. And so that's kind of how I view that relationship with him. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. It does. I think it's fun to go on a journey too of you know all the different names of the Lord, like mm-hmm. Defender, Provider, so on and so on. Good. Like to get to know Him that way. And yeah. um, I would say when I I ran a daycare for ten years, and that's really when my practicing a, a lifestyle of prayer really took off because I was so dependent on Him. Like when the kids would be crazy, I'd be like. Lord, help me. Like, I don't know what to do right now to get these kiddos, you know, to calm down. And all of a sudden an idea or a game would like pop into my head. And then the whole atmosphere would change and like joy would break out or, um, you know, doing daycare was, it was a challenging time in my life, but also it was like the most fruitful and life-giving at the same time. I was, it was both. Um, but I really learned like, when I was making the meals for the kids and doing the dishes and changing diapers and folding laundry, it was just constantly being in conversation with him. And I know there's moms in that season of life that listen and you kind of feel like you lose yourself or you're like, is this really what my life is all about? But honestly, it was the most growing season of my life because I, I discovered this newfound dependence on him. Cause when you're, don't have children yet. And you're just focused on yourself and your husband. That's a lot easier than when you bring little people into the world. Um, and so I really, um, God highlighted a lot of areas that I needed to be set free in because (laughs) kids don't mean to, but you get triggered and you don't really know what's inside of there until you bring little human beings into your life. And so I just want to encourage moms and dads in that season, because it's, it's physically exhausting. Like they need you to meet like all of their little needs all day long. And like you talked about, like God's grace is more than sufficient for every single day. And he, he will get you through it, but it's really like creating this dependency on him 
in that season. If you can create it even before then, awesome. But I think we're more independent when it's just it, maybe you're a single person or maybe you're you're not you don't have kids yet. Right. You know, I heard this one message from it was the International House of Prayer when I was single, and she talked about she had had young kids at the time, but she talked about how she developed a well inside of her before having kids. And so I would also say if you're single, it's like develop that well inside of you with your intimacy, your relationship with the Lord, because you'll draw from that, mm-hmm. you know, and it's interesting, like as you, as you get stretched in, in your life, like whether it's through parenting or being a wife and, or a husband or, you know, a mom, it's like, he, he gives you what you need when you go to him. Like the mm-hmm. kingdom of God is transactional. Like we have to ask for what we want. And it says in his word, like you go boldly to the throne of grace and, you know, asking for grace is like asking for fuel. You know, it's like the fuel it's, it's not just like the grace that covers our sins. Although I'm grateful for that. It's also like the empowerment to Mm -hmm. like, not only survive this life, but to actually thrive, you know, and like the verse John 10, 10 has really been coming to mind a lot. Like the thief came to steal, kill and destroy, but God came, you know, Jesus, he came to give life and life abundantly. Like he longs for us to be living abundantly, not just in survival mode, Mm -hmm self-sufficient, depending on ourselves, looking towards ourselves to meet our needs. Like he wants to be the one to meet our needs, mm-hmm. you know? So I think with prayer, it's like, you know, in our culture, in our Western culture, it's like everyone, you know, it's like, we're just taught, you have to be independent. Like you shouldn't need help, but it's like, he literally created us on the inside to like need him continually throughout the day, like for mm-hmm. intimacy. You know, we're not meant to do this life alone, whether it's like we are meant to be plugged into other relationships with people too. Mm-hmm. And that's something, if I'm feeling like dry in my prayer life, I get around other women. For me, it's women who pray mm-hmm. and who, or who are connected to the Lord. And that is also like a tool for me. That's like, okay, this person's really inspiring me or they're, um, I see them going deeper in the Lord and that makes me hungry for him, mm-hmm. you know, and that that's also been really helpful. And I noticed that with my husband too. Like if he's in a men's group or praying with other men, like it sparks that fire inside of him too. Mm-hmm. So we need God and we need people to have a lifestyle of prayer. You know, obviously we do. We need <laughs> that's a good word. We do. And I think too, we can wrap up our conversation here, but um, as we develop our personal lifestyle of prayer, it's you're going to just find it so much easier to pray for people. You won't even think about it. Like it will become your knee jerk reaction is before we sit and talk about the issues of life, like go to, go to the father first and then talk to a trusted friend. But I think sometimes we can become so uh, dependent and reliant on people versus God um, that I think that needs to get flipped. Like first go to God. And then if you still feel like you need somebody to process with or to come alongside you in prayer, like that's all beautiful. But I know in my early days, I found myself going to friends or my husband more than I was going to the father. Right. That's a really good point. It talks about in the song of song. There's a secret place. There's that garden that's, you know, it's only, only she and Jesus can go there. So there's, 
there's a place on the inside of us where it's like the only people that can enter in is Jesus and you. Mm-hmm. And there's a boundary around that. Like no matter how close we are to people on this earth, like at the end of the day, it's, we answer to him, you know? And I know that's kind of heavy, but I've been thinking about it a lot lately. Cause it's like, when we come from that place of like the eternity, you know, eternal lens, it's like, it's, it changes kind of the way you do your day-to-day life and prioritizing. So it's having that space with him. And then, you know, if you're the type of person that is like a people pleaser, or you, you care so much about what other people think, I would encourage you. Cause I've been there many times in my life. Like you go to the father first for your affirmation and for your identity. And then, then you can get encouragement from other people, but it's like, he's already filled up your cup. Mm-hmm. So you don't like need it desperately from other people. You're right. And if you do struggle with that, some questions you could just ask Jesus would be, Lord, what do you love about me? Or God, where, what was a moment that you've been proud of me? Or Lord, how do you see me right now? Just, I think sometimes we overcomplicate conversations with God and, and I'll provide this um, in the devotional, some questions that you can ask the Lord as you're starting to develop just this intimacy with God and this lifestyle of prayer. Um, because sometimes that maybe could feel overwhelming where you're not sure where to start. Yeah. Yeah. No, that sounds, that sounds really great. And what I've, I'll say this and I know we've got to close, but what I'll, what I'll say to my clients and what I've practiced with them or help them practice is like it, when, when I teach them or just lead them through questions, like they oftentimes hear from God and boom, it's just like there. And I'm sure you've experienced the same thing with other women you've been worked with. It's like, a lot, we have the ability or capacity. It's just, you need to believe that it's there. Mm-hmm. So, well, thank you, Nance, for sharing. And as we close here, would you be willing to pray for people uh, that are just starting out, or maybe they've been walking with Jesus for a little bit, but just really developing that lifestyle of prayer? Yeah, absolutely. So Holy Spirit, right now, I pray that you would touch each person listening to this podcast today. And that you would begin to burn on the inside of each of them. And that you would put a longing and a thirst and a hunger inside of them to connect to you. And to see even like the things in this world that they're trying to fill up their cup that just isn't, it isn't satisfying that hunger and thirst that you would come in, Jesus. And you would give them practical steps to just sit with you in the secret place and that you would help them to just communicate and help them to listen and to be receptive to your presence. So we, we ask for these things and I ask that you bring people alongside them in their journey to inspire them and to encourage them in a place that they feel dry. So we give all this to you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. And Nancy, if people want to connect with you for coaching or for therapy, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, that is a good question. So you could um, email me at nrich at sanctuaryllc.com or just Google Sanctuary Counseling and Consulting Nancy Rich and I'll pull up on the Google and you can find my website and contact me through there as well. Awesome. Well, thanks for your time and I appreciate all that you shared today. Yeah, thank you for having me. You've been listening to the I See Your Girl podcast. You can connect with me, Kelsey, on Facebook and Instagram search for at Kelsey Tim. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. 
Thanks for sitting with me at his table today.